When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Daily Thrones is on the air. I'm Gad Napsok, and this is a quick look at the world of ice and fire. And a first, a programming note. I will be on the road starting this afternoon, Thursday, the 28th of September. I am officiating a wedding, heading up north in California here to uh, beautiful Carmel to officiate the wedding of Josh McCuga. You might know him from Collider Video, Schmozno, and of course, previous guest here. On Daily Thrones. I went to a, a Game of Thrones wedding in the summer in June. Themed Game of Thrones. It was great. We survived it. Uh, Reigns of Castamere did not play. And I'm expecting the same here. Not Game of Thrones themed. But Game of Thrones. Thanks to the red and purple weddings. And hey. Even the Dothraki weddings. The Khal Drogo Daenerys Targaryen wedding. Was actually the first one we saw in Game of Thrones. Thanks to Game of Thrones, weddings, I think, take on a new meeting. I think going back the last couple of years here now, if I'm at a wedding, a red wedding joke is made. A Reigns of Castamere joke is made. A don't choke on the pigeon pie or the poison joke is made. And that is one of the unseen influences of Game of Thrones. How many weddings have you been to where Reigns of Castamere actually played? For me, it's only been one so far, the Game of Thrones-themed wedding I went to this summer. But it's not that I haven't asked the band to play. In fact, there was a wedding I went to up in Berkeley in 2014, and they had a uh, two-person band there. Cello was there. Violin was there. And I'm like, you've got it. You've got what you need to play the Reigns of Castamere. Let's freak everyone out. They didn't do it, and I respect the musician's decision. I respect it. But just once, it would be nice to hear the strains of Reigns of Castamere break out over a wedding and see what people do. We've got some great calls coming in today. We're going to talk about uh, a lot of different things. And the next couple of days, I'll have some pre-taped stuff for you, but still call in. I'll have time to post those, and I will when I can. Let's get to it here on Daily Thrones. Hey, Ken. So to stop a night cake. Now, I- I'm someone that's kind of sort of of the belief that the only thing that's, that can really stop the night king is Lightbringer. Now, Lightbringer has only been mentioned one time on the show. That's when we first met Stannis back in Season 2. Melisandre brings it up, but it was mentioned, so it's, it's you know, Lightbringer's in play here. Now, the Red Sword of Heroes, now, I'm of the belief that it doesn't necessarily have to be a sword, the reincarnation of it, uh, I, anyway. I think it could be a dragon. I think it could be Danny, But I definitely think Lightbringer will come into play in some way, shape, or form, maybe it is a sword. Uh, maybe it's maybe it's long claw. Maybe maybe it's something else. But I definitely think that will tie into what will bring down the Night King. Eric talking about Lightbringer, and Lightbringer could be key. This is the Red Sword of Heroes and taking down the Night King. We talk often here on what the actual strategy 
will be to take down the Night King. Do you rush everyone to the last hearth? Do you send the Night's Watch uh, around from the end? Uh, take about 50, the 50 men they have left or so, and the wildlings that have survived the uh, wall coming down, and do you attack the Night King from the back? Will that do any good? Is Does this just come down to dragon-on-dragon dragon air warfare? Well, the unspoken X-Factor might be Lightbringer. Now, as Eric pointed out, it's only really mentioned on the show once, Stannis Baratheon. We see his sword. Uh, it's not just a, quote, flaming sword. Beric Dondarrion has a flaming sword, not Lightbringer. Thoris Amir had a flaming sword, not Lightbringer. It is a prophesized weapon. And it also, as Eric pointed out as well, might not necessarily be a sword. A lot of people believe that maybe Drogon could be Lightbringer. Maybe Danny herself could be Lightbringer. Uh, maybe there's something with Jon Snow. Maybe uh, maybe Longclaw suddenly starts spouting flames. But how will it factor in? Could it factor in? I think so. I think this idea of taking down the Night King and everything else shuts down. The idea put forth by Beric Dondarrion as they stood on the ice waiting for uh, their potential demise. I think that is a clue to the end game, and I think it'll have to be with that. Now, does John end this in a one-on-one -on -one battle? Does Danny end this in a one-on-one -on -one battle? Does Danny have to die becoming a modern-day Nisa Nisa, which is something we've talked about here on Daily Thrones in the past, sacrificing herself so that John, in some way, can get Lightbringer, or Lightbringer will emerge, or John himself will be Lightbringer. These are all questions about prophecies that might not factor into the show. Now, the end result of the prophecies, I do believe, factor into the shows, uh, the, the episodes of Plots of Outlaws. We talked about this with the Valencar. Valencar might not be in the show, but it still could end up being Jamie and doing what the Valencar is supposed to do, which is killing Cersei. So, how do you guys feel about this? How do you think Lightbringer will factor in into the life of Jon Snow, Daenerys Targaryen, and possibly ending the life of the Night King? Love to hear your thoughts on this and your strategies. We still got to put together a good game plan to defeat the Night King. And does it come down in the end to one-on-one -on -one battle? That's the thing that makes perhaps the most sense to me, but we'll see. We're talking about the end, end of the Night King. We're talking about the War for the Dawn. And we're talking about Lightbringer here on Daily Thrones. Hey, Ken. It's Vic. Thanks so much for taking all my calls. I wanted to get your take on character interactions and... What characters would you like to have seen have scenes together that we never got the chance to? For me, my number one choice is probably Tywin, Lannister, and Stannis. I would have loved to see a scene between those two hardened military leaders. The second pick for me is probably Bronn and Tormund, which, who knows, we might get a chance to see in Season 8. Anyway, thought this would be a fun question to entertain. Love the show. Thanks. Vic with a good call about character interactions. We've uh, we've touched on this before way back in the early days of Daily Throne, so I love bringing this kind of stuff back up because with new listeners and new thoughts and perspectives, answers to these type of questions can change. Vic is asking about what character interactions would you like to see 
that we haven't had a chance to see and maybe didn't get a chance to see. I love his uh, Braun and Tormund scene. I think, you know, maybe we still get that. That would be fun. Two guys who have seen the world in their own ways and what that would happen. And though Tormund does have a certain naivete to him, and maybe Braun could show him uh, the world at large. Some of the scenes that I would have liked to see some of the possibilities. I'll start with one that still could happen, which is uh, Lady Mormont, Leanna Mormont, uh, little Leanna, the little the little bear uh, with Arya Stark. Uh, they they exist. They're in Winterfell together. But I, I'm talking. I want a one-on-one scene. Maybe Arya does something to upset Leanna Mormont, and Arya meets her attitude match, or maybe it's the other way around, or maybe they find a kinship with one another. Because of uh, who they are and uh, how they have to survive this tough male-dominated world as young, strong females. That be an interesting scene. I would have loved to have seen two things probably, uh, well, uh, with old crusty guys. Ned Stark and Sir Jorah Mormont. There was so much history between them. And Jorah, to this day, kind of hates Ned. And Ned didn't want anything to do with Jorah. Didn't trust his word from uh, what was coming over on from Essos. But I would like to see Ned and Jorah have a coming together. If Ned had survived and Jorah had come back under good terms, not because he was granted uh, uh, a pardon because he spied on Daenerys, but now if Ned was still alive. Now, if Ned was still alive, a lot of this wouldn't be happening. But Ned was still alive and Jorah could talk one-on-one trying to figure it out. Trying to come to terms with the fact that they're both good guys. Jorah made one mistake. Kind of for the sake of good. Stealing bread. In a way. To feed the poor. To feed his family. That's kind of what Jorah did in a roundabout way. He's not a straight up slaver. Could he and Ned have found some peace? But the same result. Sticking with the Mormon clan. I guess I'm just such a team Mormon guy. Jor Mormon. And Mance Raider. They were rivals, the king beyond the wall, and the king of Castle Black in a way, about the same age, and they served together. They were brothers. Man, it's a little younger than Gior, but there's a lot of history there. And I'm sure there's a lot of respect. Could they have found it? Those guys chew up scenery. They're so good. That would have been a powerful one-on-one scene. Jor Mormont, the Lord Commander, the Night's Watch, and the King Beyond the Wall, Mansoretta. We will never get it, unfortunately. What are some of your interactions? What, do you, what would you like to see? Let us know here on Daily Thrones. You can call in. You can comment. Find me on Twitter at CatNapsuck. Use the hashtag Daily Thrones. You know what to do here. I will be on the road, but I'll be checking in. We'll be talking Game of Thrones. I'll talk about Game of Thrones whenever I can. I'll sneak off in the corner of a wedding to talk about Game of Thrones, which is actually what I did at the Game of Thrones theme wedding back in June. Guys, talk to you later. Love talking Game of Thrones with you.